So there's a fresh report out of Digitimes, everyone's favorite randomly accurate rumor site, saying Apple is once again working on minimizing the notch, this time for the iPhone 13. Meanwhile, ZTE has just shipped the first phone with no nightmare of a notch, no punch hole, no forehead, no mechanical chucher, just no nothing, nothing but with the dream, an actual under-display camera system that's still kind of a nightmare. Either way, anyway, I figured it was time for an updated look at Apple's iPhone 13 options and how close we are to truly, finally, really deleting the notch. And I've got a ton of iPhone 13 coverage coming your way, so make sure you hit that subscribe button and bell so you don't miss any of it. Now let's do this. Sponsored by Skillshare. When Apple wanted to take the modern iPhone 10 design full screen, they had to delete the bezels, the home button, and Touch ID along with it. And sure, they could have moved Touch ID to the Apple logo on the back of the phone or the power button where they've since just shipped it on the iPad Air 4, but Apple just didn't want more of the same. They wanted better, more transparent, harder for other companies, frankly, to copy. And also in line with AR, augmented reality, the plans they've just not so subtly been having us all beta test now for years. So Apple went with a depth sensing camera array, true depth. But that meant instead of just a single RGB selfie camera like most other phones on the market, Apple also needed an infrared camera, a flood illuminator, and a dot projector as well. Throw in the earpiece and you have just wide, wide like the Enterprise D wide of notches. Now, Apple could have stuck with a forehead. They had Klingon sized foreheads in all the iPhones from the original to the 8 and even the current iPhone SE. It would have prevented a full-on cornered or rounded corner display and removed a small, a very small amount of usable pixels, but also would have removed the cosmetic abomination that is the notch, which after having the bathtub of all notches on the Pixel 3 is what Google did with the Pixel 4, which I think is the only other phone to ever field a really face ID-like facial geometry scanner. But Apple wanted to market corner to corner fullish screen for the display. So he decided to embrace the notch to make it something distinctive, even iconic, literally the icons, shove the status bar all up into the corners and make it look even more expansive. So they spent a ton, a ton of engineering resources on things like subpixel masking to cut first OLED and then LCD around the notch. They didn't do it for the modern iPad Pro with Face ID, the one that only kind of Thanos snapped away half the bezels so no notch needed, just foreheads all the way around. But with the iPhone, it sure seems like the forehead was just never gonna be an option and never will be again. Samsung did full screen different. They never got into multi-array face ID style biometrics. So they've only ever had to deal with that single RGB camera or for a brief period of time, dual RGB cameras. So Samsung literally cut the screen around that single or dual RGB camera like hole punches, and they've just gotten better and tighter at doing that year after year. That let the display go not just corner to corner, but truly edge to edge, even at the top. Apple could go with something similar, but unlike Samsung, they would have to deal with more than just those one or two RGB cameras. They'd have to have cutouts for the dot projector, the flood illuminator, and the infrared camera as well. And while subjectively, some people might prefer it in sort of an enter the Spider-Verse kind of way, like the Mac Pro case kind of way, objectively, it's no better or worse than a notch. 
to just avoid notches and hole punches entirely and get that full on full screen, other companies have resorted to mechanical chuchers, what pop the front facing cameras up and down or just spin them around. But no matter how fast a mechanical chucher chooches, it's just never going to be as fast as a camera that requires zero chuchage, chucherage, whatever. Also, mechanical parts aren't great for water resistance, but are terrific at being potential points of mechanical failure. Apple hasn't gone to all the trouble of deleting the home button, the headphone jack, and soon, maybe, the lightning port just to hop a pop-up right on top. Meanwhile, ZTE has just shipped the first phone with an under-display camera. Basically, just what it sounds like. They paved the camera over with pixels, then shrunk and spread those pixels out to try and clear a path for light to get to the sensors. Sort of. Kind of. I mean, it's not great. Not yet. There's enough interference that they have to use machine learning to try and extract a usable image. And even then, it's not really that usable. Or as Michael Fisher points out in his Mr. Mobile video, even that hidden at times. And I can only imagine what it would look like if Apple would be paving over all four Face ID models and not just that one camera. If it matures fast, in a few years, come iPhone 14 or iPhone 15, who knows? But for now, it's just not ready for prime time, at least not at anything approaching iPhone scale. So yeah, that leaves us with the Digitimes rumor and a rumor John Prosser from Front Page Tech has reported on previously as well, that Apple has been and continues to prototype a notchless iPhone, as in less of a notch. They do that by moving some of the components like the receiver higher up, or maybe even to the top, or replacing them with physical acoustical components like the under-display phones necessitate, so that the Face ID TrueDepth system proper can then be just sort of condensed, compressed closer together. It's still a notch. It's just not as much of a notch if the rumors prove true. And I wish I wish I could just animate this better for you, like how Evan animates all his polymatter videos, but he has this whole class where he shows you how to make an animated YouTube video. It's intended as an introduction, but like he says, by the end of the course, you could have your first animated video uploaded to YouTube. And if first-person videos like this are more your groove, Ali Abdal's class on video editing with Final Cut Pro 10 from beginner to YouTuber will get you started right. So if you're stuck at home for the holidays and you've always wanted to give this sort of thing a try, there's just no better time to try, especially with Skillshare, because it isn't just one class, even several classes. It's an online learning community that offers membership with meaning and with an annual subscription that's less than $10 a month. You can learn illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more with real projects to create and the support of real fellow creatives. More than 7 million of us learning with Skillshare. And the first 1,000 of you who click on the link in the description will get a free trial of Skillshare Premium. Yeah, free. So act now and start learning today. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. For more on the iPhone 13, click the playlist above. All the leaks, all the rumors, all the analysis. Just click the playlist above and I'll see you in the next video.